0: they all just walked out of the house aka the boat and for the first time in uh, many hours (laughs) or feels like days I have a moment to myself so let me start by going (sighs) ah that is so nice thank goodness for awesome babysitters Uh, let me start the show I am Rosalinda Roman this is New Mexico cast a.k.a. New Mexico Castaways, which is basically my chronicles as a family, uh, I guess the head of a family or the mom of a family that lives on a boat. You can hear my coffee going in the microwave. And there we go. Now we can start the day. Uh, So I just thought I would just go ahead and record this episode while I work around the boat as my family, my kids, and our new babysitter, Miss Allie, uh, headed out for a day of exploration. So the big, big development in our life, um, which I mentioned on the previous one, um, I think, is that we started homeschooling and there's so much to learn still, so much to figure out. But um, it's been a, it's been a really interesting adventure. I mean, not any more so than moving onto a boat, right? Ah, there's my coffee, so let me take a pause and take a drink. And now I can talk. Uh, so basically, we uh, lost our aboard nanny, who we adored, uh, Miss Linda. Um, and now we found a new babysitter through a service we use called SitterCity.com. Um, I had used SitterCity quite a bit um, when we moved on to a boat six years ago, the first time we moved onto a boat. I like Sitter City because it gives you reviews from other parents and um, and it just gives you access to a lot of uh, different babysitter, potential babysitters. And um, Miss, that's how we found Miss Allie. I hadn't used Sitter City in a long, long time because we did have our great sitter, uh, Linda, in New Mexico. Um, but now that we needed a new sitter, I went back and opened up our Nathan uh, my husband opened our account again and we got started with Sitter City again and we found Ali right away a big part of what we were looking for was somebody who could uh, who was comfortable around the water and could help us um, take them on uh, more appropriate homeschool type adventures when you live on a boat we have access to things that a lot of people don't um, yet I found we were um, not doing a lot of the stuff because most of my time, since we just moved aboard, I guess it's been about two and a half months now, um, most of my time is spent trying to get things prepped and working around the boat, or like what you're here right now, me uh, doing dishes, <laughs> just getting things cleaned up. And so uh, I really wanted someone who could take them on adventures, especially learning adventures with us starting uh, homeschooling. So I was really pleased that Miss Ali. Um, part of why we picked her is she um, had been a um, she had been a um, what do you call it lifeguard for quite some time, and uh, she also moved to Florida to go to school, uh, and was using the time before she starts her school program in January she's using the time to get, um, to spend as much time scuba diving and playing in the water as possible. So it was a really good fit for us. We really like her and she's stepped right into the role um, as we basically are just starting the school year um, and really just trying to figure things out. We don't have a specific curriculum that we're using yet and we're talking to a lot of people to find out what the right, um, what the right fit is for our family so miss ally has helped me with that and today uh, normally we actually don't do school on fridays my goal is to just do uh four days a week of school and then the rest of the time uh, family time but uh because we went to last weekend i think i mentioned in the previous broadcast we went to walt disney world and Miss Allie came with us. Um, And then her mom came into town from up north, and so she took off on Monday. So she came today just to kind of keep the hours and make up for the time that uh, she was in, uh, was spending time with her mom, which is great. Um, And that's, by the way, part of what we love about this new, the potential of this, is that everybody can be flexible. We can work together um, so that it works well for her and it works well for us. Um, But anyway, so we went to Disney, and uh, because there was a a hurricane threatening here to, um, it was threatening West Palm Beach area, actually South Florida area really, it wasn't a hurricane then, it was a tropical storm. Well, it has since moved to the west coast of Florida and turned into Hurricane Hermione or Hurricane Hermine, something like that. And it is right now hitting Tallahassee, um, but we have totally missed the hurricane, which I am very grateful about. Um, when you live on a boat like we do, the you know you, it's a whole different set of considerations that you have to worry about when weather moves in. Um, we basically are going to be conservative every time and never stay on the boat if if we even remotely think there's going to be something dangerous or you know that would threaten our family. So we went to Disney, came back and now we're back and there's a ton that has to be done around here to try to figure out this whole homeschool um, situation. And also I I think I've talked about this before, but basically you if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you are familiar with, my Kanmari efforts, which is where you take um, all your stuff in your house and determine what what um, sparks joy, and if it sparks joy, you get to keep it, and if it doesn't, you don't. Um, anyway, we need to re- we needed to basically re um once we moved to the boat. It you we got here with a bunch with basically just what fit in my Ford Expedition, and. Um, and then little by little you accumulate a bunch of stuff, and I've yet to hit what they call the click point, which is where you get to the point where you just feel like your house is where you it, you feel like your house is where you really want it to be, and I have yet to feel that. Um, I'm close, but I still have I still have cluttered cabinets and um, countertops, and not cabinets, countertops and desk and just like there's stuff there's still a lot of stuff that we really need to get rid of so uh, we're going to be i'm today i'm going to now that i have a couple hours to myself i'm going to get things prepared here um, for tonight we do shabbat every friday night and so i like to have the house in order Um, but in the process i'm going to try to get rid of a bunch of the stuff that's just been lingering around it always ends up on certain countertops and cabinets which is just the same as any house and um, I think I wanted to just kind of mention that because people ask me all the time what's it like to live on a boat well it depends on how you conduct yourself and what you do right now we're not sailing anywhere um, at least not distance wise because we are um, my daughter is a competitive gymnast and her season starts at the gym she is at here Um, her season starts in uh, a week And so we decided to stay put here in uh, West Palm Beach to give her the chance to pursue this this goal that she's been really working hard toward so um, I'm gonna take a little break I need to put an extender on my microphone um, clip so that I can do dishes and talk to you at the same time. Um, And since I'm thinking about it, let me just mention what I'm using to record this right now is a Zoom Handy Recorder, H4N, and my Rode lavalier mic. Um, And so what I'm gonna do is add a, a longer cord for the lavalier mic and that will allow me to move around the kitchen and do dishes and stuff so expect after the break if you stick around to listen um, I will be talking as I'm washing dishes so it might be a little loud but hopefully it'll work for you Um, so I'll be right back Okay, I'm back and I've got my uh, adapter so I'm able to now wash dishes and talk to you at the same time. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what we've been doing with the homeschooling thing because that is what is top of mind for us right now. Um, the, okay, so let me back up a little bit. For those of you that don't know me, I, um, my family lived in New Mexico Um, for the past several years our home base is still in New Mexico and we moved on to a boat uh, mid June or end of June I guess uh, of 2016 so whenever you're hearing this this is now for me two and a half months after we moved aboard and one of the um, things we when we were in New Mexico we always my kids always were in just regular public school um, with the exception of um, when we lived on a boat, my daughter Ahava was four and turned five the first time. It was not this boat, it was a different boat. Um, but she, we were in the Bahamas for a time and she went to a preschool there. And we also went to a really cute little uh, private uh, preschool in uh, Alamogordo. But other than that, um, my, which was with, uh, by the way, I should mention and give them a plug, um, it was called Kinder House with Tammy and Elise Mathewson, who we adore. Um, anyway, so other than that, my kids have been in public school in New Mexico, and they had a really nice little school uh, in the mountains outside of Albuquerque, where our home is, that um, we were very pleased with mostly um, the education they got. You know, there's always an exception, there's always challenges, and. I think the biggest challenge with being in a public school setting is a lot of the time that your kids are in the school is spent having, for me, this was our experience, and I wanna put that caveat on there that every every kid is different, every parent's experience is different. So you could talk to other parents from our kids' school and they would have a very different uh, take on it. But um, for several years, our kids, um, meaning our two oldest kids ziva and ahava who are now 11. ahava's 11 and she's in sixth grade now and ziva's nine and she's in fourth grade so they had been going to this little school um, in new mexico um, since i think ahava was in first grade and it's been really good overall Um, we've had some challenges because. Both girls are gifted and um, they did not feel challenged enough a lot of the times. The school worked really hard with us to try, or I should say there were individual teachers that worked very hard with us to try to remedy that. Um, but we went from a little school in um, in just, it was just a, a little elementary school where it felt very personal. and. Um, and very, very much that there was a smaller, rate. I guess the ratio wasn't that different, but something about the way it was run uh, just felt a lot more personalized. Um, but then, um, because of budget problems, the district closed two elementary schools in our um, area. And those two schools were merged into our, sco- our school. Um, and what happened when that happened is, first of all, there were a lot of kids who Loved their previous school that had to, you know, go through the trauma of figuring out this new school and deal with all of all that came with that. Um, so there were a lot of new kids, um, a lot of new teachers because they tried to keep the teachers from the other schools, um, you know, keep them employed and just add them to our our school. So the bottom line is, it became a much less personalized place because with the added. Um, added teachers and added kids, um, and added parents that went with the kids, um, the administration, I, I think they really struggled to try to, um, find the balance. And what, what ended up happening is there was a lot less, um, of that community school feel. It just felt like, you know, people needed to drop their kids off and, and, and go, you know, pick them up curbside and all that, which they, they didn't go to that extreme. They tried, but, um, it really was important to our community that everybody um, still had a connection uh, to the school. But I'm telling you all of this just to say that the last school year, um, my one daughter Ahava had a teacher that she just adored and she really enjoyed um, that class. So that was great. Um, But my other daughter, Ziva, did not, she wasn't in class with any of her friends. There was a lot of time spent on kids with emotional issues that constantly disrupted things and um, it just felt like there was a lot of overwhelm. And one of the other struggles we had was that my uh, because they are gifted they have something called an IEP which is an individualized education plan I believe that's what it stands for Um, and this IEP basically has certain requirements that the school has to uh, meet to make sure our kids are uh, sufficiently challenged when they're in a gifted situation but the problem is there's It's a very, um, the budget, as I mentioned, they had big budget problems, right? So um, there wasn't really a budget for, um, to have, like, um, a separate special education and gifted program. They were kind of all melted in together. In fact, initially when my, and this may be in many schools. I don't know if it was just ours or if that's just how it is. But my, um, when my daughter, when. On the IEP initially, um, when it talked about my kids, it said, it asks what their disability is and their disability was li- listed as gifted, which I thought was funny. Um, and I, you know, I'm, please don't think I'm, you know, I think that both sides need the proper attention. Um, but what was happening in our case is that my, uh, the gifted kids would have a class at the same time with one teacher, um, as some of the special-needs kids, and because of that, though some of the kids, especially you know, if there were behavior problems or whatever, they needed more attention, so a lot of times the gifted kids were basically doing independent, do-stuff-by-themselves work. And, and for us, the, really, the idea was that we thought it was supposed to be, or we would ideally have liked it to be, um, would be to let the, the gifted kids um, have that attention from a teacher who could challenge them and work with them. And it just wasn't feasible, with given the restrictions of, um, you know, the number of kids and, and the way things were structured. Okay, so all of that is the backstory. We then moved on to a boat, and we knew we were moving on to a boat for the past year. We bought this boat a year ago. Um, and so a lot of... Um, I think a lot of what happened last year for us is just thinking about okay so we know we're going to move on this boat and in my mind at the time we were going to actually just sail away right away Um, and so if that's the case you know we would need to start thinking about homeschooling and that is a first for us we've never homeschooled before i um in the past i grew up thinking that homeschooling was weird and that there was you know like it was, I, I just, you know, I don't want to get into all of the, the biases that I grew up with um, thinking that, you know, it was a terrible way to, you know, it was like damaging the children and taking them away from their peers. So um, if you feel that way, hey, that is totally your business. I'm just, um, I'm just wanting to talk about it a little bit because for me, I definitely have had a change of heart on this subject. Um, I am a huge supporter of school in general like public schools and and the educators that are working really hard to make sure the kids get what they need because let me just say even with those frustrating restrictions um, for my kids when it came to the gifted stuff um, the teachers, that worked with them absolutely cared 100% and wanted the best, and they wanted, you know, they I think they appreciated that we were tr- willing to fight for and advocate, I should say, for our kids. Um, but that said, I I really have had a change of heart about the homeschooling thing, and maybe it's by necessity, right? Because I'm moving on to a boat. How do you do regular schooling and live on a boat? So with the um, with the homeschool thing. Uh, You know, by necessity we needed to start looking at creative options anyway. So now, let me back up again. Now we're here in West Palm Beach area and technically we don't don't really have to homeschool anymore because we're going to be here at least through December. And Samuel, our youngest, is five and would be starting kindergarten Um, The schools started here two weeks ago, and so I've been struggling quite a bit with, do I just put them into a school, knowing that we're hoping to get, basically our new plan, or tentative plan, is to get um, through the, uh, the gymnastics competition season, which is the state meet is December 3rd and 4th. So our new plan is to get through that season, let Ahava pursue her gymnastics goals and dreams, and then sail after that. So with that in mind, I could put them in a local school at least through December. So that's the question. I struggle with this still, even though we did finally you know, look at some options. A lot of the schools that we were getting excited about or looking at as possible you know a possible good fit here Um, a lot of those schools have waiting lists and you have to do you know plan it way in advance and and be like a normal person who actually thinks about things before the day of (laughs) so with that kind of, you know, we started calling around and realizing some of our, our options educationally were limited. Um, the place that our boat is right now, the school district we would be a part of, um, is not a highly rated uh, public school district. Um, and, and we could get creative and because we're a boat, we can move to another uh, school district, you know, up the way and find something good. So there, I'm sure there are options, but the whole time, in the back of my mind, I had been thinking we were going to homeschool or boat school, I like to say. Um, and so I, I finally decided, you know what, I just need to try it because I know, I know what the public school option is, and that's basically what's available to us now. A lot of the private schools, first of all, financially, moving onto a boat has been quite a uh, a financial strain and so the idea of like putting them in a private school or something um, is not really great for us right now and in general I I don't love having kids out of the public school system I mean if my kids are gonna go to a school I generally like them in a public school because then it allows um, them to be around lots of different kinds of people they contribute in different ways to the collective um, so there was a lot of thought about, you know, do we just put them in a local public school or really do, and, you know, financially, I'd rather not spend the money on a private school right now, or do we homeschool? So, again, I I finally decided, you know what, I I feel a lot of guilt issues about um, the possibility of homeschooling because, first of all, like I said, I was kind of raised thinking people who homeschool are crazy um, but also and and not just I'm not just talking about my family I'm talking about being around you know just the general culture around homeschooling I think really um, was very you know like oh are these people who are just anti-establishment and trying to you know run away from everything and well, I guess you could kind of see me as that since I live on a boat and I do want to run away or sail away. <laughs> but I also believe in you know our I am absolutely in favor of um, our system and how I, you know in america and i'm I'm proud to be that and and participating this year in the elections and all of that, even though it's a very crazy time. But uh, I digress. (laughs) So as I'm sitting here doing dishes, it's nice to be talking to you guys and getting stuff done at the same time, not just driving somewhere like I usually am. I don't know how the sound is for you, but for me, this has been a treat to be able to just um, sit still in my space and uh, get my stuff done. Uh, So let's see, what else can I say about that? So we decided, bottom line, we decided to go ahead and try homeschooling. I figure if it's a terrible failure, uh, we can always go back to a public school, and given the fact that they're gifted, they're not going to be that far behind anyway, right? So I figured now is a good time for us to try this thing. So with that in mind, when the new school year began here in West Palm Beach and back home, I decided i'm going to post a start of school picture um, on facebook like i would if my kids were starting the public school and um i always take a picture of them every school day uh or i usually do i have been negligent since we started homeschooling uh two weeks ago but basically i um i posted this picture and it was of them in their bathing suits uh, getting ready to go on one of these learning expeditions. And I got a lot of positive comments. People were like, I wish my school uniform looked like that. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun in some ways because it really is freeing us up to do things differently and and be together in different ways um, and really explore questions together educationally. A big one was the hurricane, basically. Um, I wanted to use that as a chance to say, okay, great, so we've got this, um, this tropical storm potentially heading our way. What can we learn from this and what do we need to do to prepare? And so we use that as kind of a, a learning um, session or, or section, I guess. Um, and we, they got to learn about hurricanes and um, boat preparedness and, and whatnot. Uh, so that side has been very interesting. It's, I'm not going to lie, it it has not been easy, and I'm not, I have no rose-colored glasses right now. Um, if I did not have Allie, who is our babysitter, and she, I basically have her as, um, their teacher um most of the day or part of the day i should say most of the day i don't know if it's most but they spe- she she will take them and take for example take samuel aside and work on um spelling words with him or a writing and and math and then um she'll take ziva aside and work with her on a writing project and so because i'm definitely outnumbered and uh and i do my i have a husband and he when he's here he participates as much as he can but he has like three jobs (laughs) so uh, he travels a lot for work right now he's doing his clinicals Uh, he's a physician and he does his clinical work in alamogordo new mexico Um, so he flies back to go do that and so he's gone quite a bit he also does he's um a Vice President of Integrative Medicine for a medical group, so he travels for that. And he's busy setting up um, another company with some of his friends. So he's he's very busy. He has some great things to contribute. I mean, when it comes to math, he challenges them. Like, we'll be sitting at breakfast, I mean, just at a restaurant, and he gives the kids like sheets of math problems and challenges them. And they're like sitting there happily doing this math for fun. And I'm like, who are these alien children and where did they come from? I mean, I'm okay with math. I always got A's in school because I worked my butt off, but it did not come naturally to me at all. Um, And it still doesn't. So it's been an interesting thing to think about curriculum and what we're gonna be teaching them and how we're gonna be teaching them because my tendency is to model it exactly after um, the school they were in, you know, like normal school hours and normal school day and how that would look and what would they, you know, how would, what would school be like and uh, if they were in a regular school. But I have also f- finally started participating in some home school uh, like meetup groups around here and from that, that has actually helped me tremendously to realize that um, I don't have to do it like traditional school. Uh, I, I inside of me, I have this like uh, guilt, if you will, or you know, mommy guilt, where I'm just like, oh, I'm probably doing it wrong. I need to, I need to, you know, really have this very structured, regimented curriculum, and uh, you know, there's just a lot of questions I still have, and a lot of things I d- I don't know uh, exactly how to conduct this you know homeschool process but the more i talk to other parents and by the way their kids seem quite normal um the more i talk to them the ones that are homeschooling the more i realize okay this is a process that is going to take a while to gel and to really figure out and so my first um, priority i think for me for my family is to get clear on what it is we actually are trying to accomplish and you know like what do we want what kind of school am i interested in creating if you will and i also think the intention of putting together um a curriculum that supports where we're going and what we're doing and allows us to really explore so let me give you the example from this morning so because they're doing school today on friday instead of monday like they were supposed to Not supposed to, but that's what our original plan was. Um, They are going to do, uh, they went over to um, this snorkeling slash diving area um, at Blue Heron Bridge here in uh, Riviera Beach area. I think it's actually Singer Island. But there's this area where they have a regular um, resident turtle, like a sea turtle that hangs out there and Miss Allie is taking them there to see if she, they can find the turtle and they will also look for other sea creatures and then they'll come back and write a report about what they saw. And so for me, you know, I have these moments yesterday, was it yesterday, two days ago when my husband was about to leave for um, work, I, I have these moments where I'm like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm gonna just fail at this homeschool thing. It's, you know, I struggle with trying to figure out my own work, um, whether it's broadcasting, live streaming, uh, podcasting or creating an online course, you know, like I'm struggling with who am I and what am I going to do now? Here I am homeschooling and that's going to take up a ton of time. How am I going to find the balance between that and trying to do some work that I love? I mean, you know, I have this New Mexico Cast thing and I've wanted for a long time to launch a blog, a family blog or, or uh, maybe podcast or video um, blog about our family's adventures, right? So as I'm still struggling with all of this, I said to my husband, I said, I, I think I have to just put him in school. I, I don't think I can do this, you know? Because in my mind, I had that it had to be all set up and perfect now. And then I stopped myself from this, this spiral that I sometimes go down, and I think most parents that I know are at least ones with personalities like mine, um, you struggle with the, this, this downward spiral, like, I'm not doing enough. I'm, I'm going to fail at this thing. I'm going to ruin my kids. I'm going to never be um, relevant again in my work. You know, it might not be kids, but it might be, um, you know, your, your baby, your work, right? So while I struggle with all of this stuff, I, um, I said to my husband, you know, I just don't know what I'm doing. And then I stopped and I took a breath and I backed off and I realized we, my family just went through like this major transition that most people we know have never done. We have moved from a solid home in a regular community with regular friends and a regular plan to living on a boat. And while I, yes, I did it before when the kids were younger, um, when, when Ziva and Ahava were younger, it's totally different now. The kids are older, the stakes are higher, the, the, the responsibilities are greater. There's, there's just many, many, many more considerations um, than there ever were before. And so I finally stopped and am giving myself permission to do it at a slower pace. And here's the key, enjoy the process enjoying the kids and enjoying my life and This is a really hard one for me and and maybe you can't identify with this because you've got your stuff together And I salute you and I think that's amazing if you can that's great, but I know a lot of us struggle um, with the voices in our heads meaning our self-talk and um, and, and not feeling like enough, not feeling like we're doing enough and succeeding in the things we are taking on. And, you know, I just, I finally realized if I don't stop, then I'm gonna totally miss the joy of this experience. And that goes back to this whole KonMari thing. You know, the idea is what sparks joy? And if it doesn't spark joy, we should not be doing it, right? I, I don't want it in my life. And that includes, educating my children. Um, that doesn't mean that we don't push them to learn the things that they really need to learn. That's, uh, you know, There's going to be times where it's going to be uncomfortable and they're going to complain and they're not going to want to do the work. Um, but I don't want to resent them and be miserable toward them while I'm in the process of, you know, of exploring how to set up this home school. So with that in mind, they are now delighted I'm sure excitedly delightedly uh, over snorkeling exploring and I'm able to get my stuff done well they are actually learning something that they couldn't learn uh, at just a regular school because I mean maybe on a field trip or whatever but there would be you know a couple dozen kids and a couple teachers right now they've got a three to one ratio um, they're getting total attention, thanks to my uh, outsourcing <laughs> with Miss Allie, thankfully. Um, and she, she's great, and they're learning something new, and um, I just feel really a lot better about that than, than trying to beat myself up and feel like it has to be everything perfect all at once. Uh, so this actually goes right in line. With something that I'm working on, you will probably be too late by the time you hear this because I won't post this for who knows wh- how long. Um, but I'm working on this challenge with uh, Natalie Goldfine of My Habit Upgrade. She's doing this Culture of Kindness challenge, and it's all about raising our vibration and changing the world by doing one mindfully doing at least one good deed a day and it's been really interesting we just had day one yesterday today is september 2nd so it's a 30-day challenge and um it's been a lot of fun so i'm sure i'll probably talk more about that on a future episode but if you're hearing this uh why don't you go, go out and uh do a good deed pay it forward um share a kind word if you like this podcast and you want to review it that would be a nice good deed for me Um, that you can go to itunes and uh, give me a rating and a a little feedback i'd love to hear from you Uh, or you can just send me an email that's rlr at thank you for listening while i did my dishes and uh, i'll talk to you next time i'm rosalinda roman